when I became pregnant with my second kiddo and ended up becoming a mom of two, that is when I finally found out how important systems really were. And I also found out how systems really were my jam. I had lived my life all the way up until that point, not knowing that my brain organized and understood things differently. I think my mom probably always knew this about me. I, for my entire life, had things grouped like with like inside of my closet, inside of bags and duffel bags and bins. And I wouldn't let anyone help me clean my room because I had to have everything organized in a certain way before it got put away. And I just kind of thought that was normal. But I remember my mom not thinking that was normal. (laughs) But then as I grew and became an adult, I just did my thing. And I think when we all are just out there doing life, we don't realize that we are really all that different until kids come along. And then we realize, oh my goodness gracious, all of our faults become apparent. And honestly, the things that we're pretty darn good at become apparent too. It's been a minute. It's actually been six years since I have had a baby in my arms and God willing, I don't plan to have one again, (laughs) again, again, not even anytime soon, but like again, again. So I honestly, for a long while, really, really, really did miss being able to systemize all of the things for babies. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite time. I loved being pregnant. I loved nursing. I loved cloth diapering. I loved wearing my baby. I loved everything about it. And being organized and having systems within that season of life made me so happy. And then I realized as I grew out of that and started this business that I missed the prime opportunity to be able to share all of those systems with everyone that was coming to me to learn. And then as of late, I've had a couple other younger women in my life that are starting their families. And I realized, you know what, I still remember a thing or two. So today's episode is inspired by that. And I'm bringing you 10 tips to help you navigate the newborn season. So you can keep on working, just like I did and stay productive while healing and bonding with your new little bundle of joy. So if you are in this season, I hope this blesses you. And if you're not, send it to a mom that you know is about to be or is in the thick of it. What do you say? Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. few different experiences under my belt with women becoming mothers after me. Um, And after I had had my first kiddo, I chose to, and actually was introduced at the time, I had just kind of really gotten started 
with my health journey personally when I got pregnant with my first kiddo and luckily uh, with another mom that was further along than me and was in my corporate career with me she was super natural and crunchy and you know did things a little less mainstream and she introduced me to this thing called the Bradley method and just you know a little bit more off of the beaten path and was a lot more of what I was looking for in my journey to bringing my baby earthside and so I threw myself into that and I learned quite a bit and ended up having um an unmedicated childbirth with my first one in the hospital and then with my second one thought that was the route that I was going to go and ended up having a home birth with my second babe and in that process I really got to for anyone that's ever experienced it you really start to like tie roots back to generations of women that you don't even know it's the weirdest thing when you realize that every child at some point in our history was actually born at home you know uh, in some way shape or form you know and uh, within that process there were so many systems that came forward speaking to other moms it became like this this thing where nesting was like on a whole other level and creating systems for baby and for me and for the family something about it when it became this thing that I was doing in my home really kicked it up a notch my first kiddo I did not bond right away by any stretch of the imagination thought something was wrong with me um had a really hard time with recovery had a really really hard time with recovery and I had a lot of other things happening in my life at the time and not long after became a single mom and with my second one I just assumed it would be much the same you know but it wasn't it was very different and I tried really hard to make sure that some of the things that I had learned from having my first one again I was married at that point with my second kiddo and was in a very loving and very different environment it was very very different and so that contributed a lot but also what I had put in place to be able to help me heal and a bond with my kiddo looked very very different with my second one I didn't have to throw myself right back into my corporate job Um, I was able to stay home a little bit more make my schedule with my corporate job a little bit different because again I had a dual income so things did look a little bit different for me but I was able to explore what systems could be and how to actually use them to benefit not only myself but also the baby and the rest of the family and it was such a cool experience and I don't think I'll ever forget some of the systems that I had obviously I kind of alluded to a few of them and a few things that I really loved doing when uh, my youngest was born but I want to take the time now to just share what me as a woman that has always been incredibly systemized very strategic in planning and organization what I did during that season of my life especially whenever I was going about it in a different way with very 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 different intentions because of what I had been through in the past and I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen to me again I wanted to give me and my babe a real fighting chance at producing something that I didn't have the opportunity to produce the first time around and so I think because 
of that experience, I really honestly did pour everything I could into establishing an environment where we could all really thrive in in what normally a lot of people think is a really hard season. So this is pretty straightforward today. I am going to give you 10 tips to help navigate the newborn season for two reasons, really. One is so that you can continue working. So with my first kiddo, I was working corporate. I worked um, in an actual cube. Uh, I was a sign language interpreter. We interpreted phone calls. And although I really loved my job so much, uh, I, and I had to work, it was, you know, really, really hard. Um, and so very quickly after I went back to work and, you know, it was one of those corporate careers where they monitored every single click, how long it took me to click in and click out of a call. And we had rates and percentages that were micromanaged. And I was trying to pump because I was exclusively breastfeeding. And if that took too long, then I had bad ratings. And it was just a thing. It was a thing. And I cried every day on my way there and on my way home. And so I ended up not doing that anymore. And I ended up going into a different way of making money through interpreting, which is working for myself as an independent contractor. So through that, I had to create systems because my schedule was all over the place all the time. When a gig came in, I had to take it because hours equaled money and it didn't matter when it was. So things had to be systemized with my kiddo 100% of the time because at any given moment, I had to bounce out. And I never knew if I was going to be working a 40-hour week because it was feast or famine. And so I just always knew that, you know, Sundays it didn't work, Saturdays it didn't work much either. And so I had to have things really taken care of on the weekend so that during the week I could get out and I could get my hours in and I could work. So there were a lot of systems there that were really important. And I still had to uphold all of the normal things that any other person had to uphold with taking care of everything in the house and the laundry and we were cloth diapering and there was a lot of different things that I had to take care of at that time in my life and systems were huge and then also with my second one that is when I was still doing a little bit of that same kind of work but I was also running an event-based business and then I started this company uh I started this company too when my when my youngest was two And then I phased out on my event-based business, and then I ended up retiring from interpreting, and this is my full-time work now. Within that, with both of those stories, I had to figure out how to use systems to allow me to generate income. I've always had to work, and I've always had to be a mom in the process, right? Can't give up one or the other, got to do both. So that's a lot of what these tips are going to be able to help you do on top of staying super productive while healing and bonding. I think I didn't really think a whole lot of it with my first one. And I know with the second one, when I put an emphasis on healing and bonding, the only way I was able to do it was because I had systems in place. But because I made sure that there was a time for that, what I experienced for 12 years postpartum was post-birth was insanely different super, super different. And I'm just here to share that experience with you today on top of all of the incredible systems. And I will say that 
This is something that I am super passionate about. A couple of the friends that I did support um, when they were going through their birth, I I literally for a hot minute in my life considered becoming a doula and a postpartum doula because all I cared to do was to go over and organize their their nurseries and their refrigerators. I wanted to systemize the literal life out of their houses and I wrote lists for their husbands and I showed their husbands where everything was in the freezer and this is the shelf for dinners and this is the shelf for breakfast and like legit wrote stuff out on whiteboards and here's your first 12 meals here's the days when you need to ask family members for food here's the days when you need to order in like I honestly thought about it for a hot minute and then I decided to do this instead so it was such a beautiful thing on top of assisting a few friends with their home births and just knowing that this season of of life for a woman is something that I'm insanely passionate about. And so if you ever have questions on this, just pop into my DMs on Instagram, like an honest conversation because we have lost our networks within our communities and our villages of what this looks like. So if you can't find it in a Facebook group, if you don't know where else to find it, this is not my lane of expertise, but it's something that I'm unbelievably just really passionate about is making sure that I can connect other moms with these resources when they hit this season of life. I have read every page and every book that helped me to get here to this place. And I have talked to countless women and countless doulas and midwives to get me to this place and and other women that have experienced too the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And if I could be a vessel to be able to share any of that with you, when you go through this season of life, please always feel free to come and send me a DM over on Instagram, chelseajoe.co on Instagram. How about we get to those 10 tips right now on that lovely piece of paper that you have there? Go ahead and give me a list of one through 10 and let's rock and roll. Number one is to create, you guessed it, time blocks, even though they're going to change. The number one thing that I hear from moms that are about to have a baby or just had a baby that come in through Systemize Your Life, which is my program where I teach my home management system, they all say, well, how do I do this with a newborn? They sleep all the time. Everything's so sporadic. It's irregular. Sleeping is all over the place. And to that, I say, cheers, take the taking care of babies course. (laughs) To that I say, make sure you do it. I didn't do it with my first one. It was a huge part of why I was a train wreck. uh, Because we did not. I was actually I'll start the sentence by saying I was up three and four times a night for 13 months straight. And it was insanity. It was absolutely brutal. I had no idea what I was doing. But I did the best that I could. And I was a walking zombie every day. And it's terrible and there is a better way. So there's definitely that foundational piece is the sleep, of course. And, you know, the first 12 weeks, it's, it's really just what it is. But from that point forward, there is a lot that you can do to be able to set a great sleep foundation. And then on top of that, yes, you want time blocks to be in place. And you do your very best to set up a home management system. And every day, you know that you are there to meet the needs of all your children and especially your infant. And then as soon as you're done meeting their needs, you fall right back in and you have a guide and a framework for you every single day. So that is absolutely paramount. Number two, plan your meals and prep your food. If I've not made this evident and everything that I talk about here, 
This is the most important. A couple ideas for you when I talk about planning your meals and prepping you prepping your food. You want nutrition to be at its absolute best, in my opinion, before you get pregnant, while you get pregnant, and for the three months thereafter. Obviously, this is something that you want to focus on indefinitely for your own health. But when it comes to, and and for the entire length, if you are nursing, obviously that's important too. But I think those months are such a strain on our bodies when we're growing a human and then when we're recovering from birthing a human. It's like a really weird way to say that, but I I always say it like that. We grow a human and we birth a human because it is actually what happens, but it seems like such a monumental thing. <laughs> and it is just the way that we exist. And so it's normal, but like when you really think about it, it is such a feat, right? And so the only way to get nourishment through that is through food. And when you are so exhausted, laid up, can't do anything because your first trimester or just feel like a beached whale through the entire third semester, or you literally have your hands full and full of milk and full of poop and full of tears and full of everything. (laughs) I'll spare you some of the other details that you already understand there in what we like to call the fourth trimester. I mean, eating is hard and like knowing what to eat and making sure that you eat or not eating too much of the wrong thing and eating enough of the right thing. So it really is super important to systemize this and make sure that you have a plan in place. If nothing else, just have a, a simple plan in place. Every single person that ever wanted to come over to see our newborn babe, even for like the first 12 weeks, we always asked him to bring food. You need anything? Yes, please bring us food. And if we were full for that meal, I'd ask him to bring me something that was non-perishable that I knew that we would really love. Yeah, can you grab me some jerky and some dried fruit? Like, yeah, can you pick up a bag of apples and a tub of peanut butter? It's stuff I knew that I would need and want tomorrow. Sure, can you pick me up a pack of granola bars or cliff bars or whatever it is that you're into, right? So these things, when it comes to food, are little teeny tiny nuggets that I want you to keep in the back of your mind on how you can be prioritizing that. Okay, number three, when you have a newborn, here is the number one thing. This is number three, but it's like the number one thing. No, it's really not. These are all super great, but this is what I like to call the best tip that you've ever been given. It's called a newborn recovery rolling cart. It's actually not the name of it. That's just what it is. I don't have a name for it. And I need to do a podcast episode on just this because it changed my actual life. Whether I think it was extremely important for me with home birthing, but I think if you um, end up having a C-section, I think this would be absolutely vital for you as well. Um, and then if you come home from the hospital, no matter which way you end up having your baby and you come home from the hospital or you come home from a birthing center, I still think that this is absolutely vital. But the reason why it came to be in my life was because I was having a home birth and there were so many things that we were going to need access to. Long story short, because I'm really good at that at making long story short, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's a three-tiered craft utility cart. You can get them at Walmart, Ikea, Target, and they have the wheels on them, three tiers. A lot of teachers have them. And every tier of the cart is dedicated to something very specific. 
quickly so that you know what each of these rows are. The top row in this cart is all of your necessities. So you're going to want your chapstick, anything for nursing that you need, um, high protein snacks, your water bottle, obviously your phone because you're going to want to take pictures 24-7 or text your husband when he's out because you need something. Like the things that you need at all times right there, the nose sucker, the good ones, the real big good ones, you know, I love it. Nothing beats it. Things like that there on your top shelf. Second shelf is everything for baby, extra diapers, extra change of clothes, um, changing pads, anything and everything that baby could need right there. And then on the bottom shelf is only stuff for mom. So your favorite book, absolutely a couple changes of clothes. And everyone's always like, why? And I'm like, well, because if you send your husband into the closet to find you a nursing bra he's gonna be like what the heck is that where exactly did you put it and you likely just bought it so who knows what bag it is and it still has the tags on it where did I put it and I think it's under here your favorite underwear your favorite nursing tank tops like whatever it is that you need specifically you need to have it in that bottom row of that cart ready to go here and last part is to tie a trash bag onto the cart so you can throw the baby's diapers in there obviously if you are cloth diapering, you can tie the wet bag onto it. So this cart became extremely helpful. It was my husband's job to restock it every night. He became stellar at that. He knew how to be helpful because that was his job. And anytime I needed something, I had it in the cart. So I didn't have to ask, hey, can you get this? Hey, can you get this? Hey, can you get this? 55 times a day, which then ends up making us feel guilty. And we stop asking and we end up getting up and being on our feet way more than we're supposed to be which reduces our ability to heal and bond and stay productive. <laughs> All right, let's look at number four is to repack your diaper bag every single night. Insane amount of help in the morning if you have made sure that every night at the end of the night, your diaper bag is repacked. For me, with my second one, I didn't have to go anywhere a whole lot right there in the beginning. The midwife came to us. Um, my little one was not in school full time at the time. And so we didn't have to go a ton of places. But when we did, when we did, it was an absolute nightmare when you're trying to do all the things and get somewhere on time and the diaper bag is not packed. So get that done the night before every single night, replenish it so that it's ready to go. Number five, wear your baby, wear your baby all the time, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Navigating the newborn season when you're wearing a baby is, if you're working from home, is going to change your life. It's also going to help bonding so much. A couple tips here. I loved the uh, Solly wrap so much. I could not get into the slings. I just couldn't do it. I didn't feel secure enough in them, but so many moms love them. So when the babies are really little, I loved a soft unstructured carrier and then when they transitioned with my kiddos are really little so it didn't happen until they were like six eight almost 12 months old I transitioned more into a structured carrier and we I wore my kiddos until they were three I wore them all the time I wore them everywhere I wore them all the time and I highly highly recommend it okay number six is to invest in a sleep course like taking care of babies we've already talked about this but again it's taking Cara, C-A-R-A, babies.com. Absolutely incredible. I started that at about six weeks. We took it when our peanut was two weeks old. She was born three weeks early. So technically, 
in the terms of how she teaches with preemies or kids that are born a little bit early, they will adjust to their sleep schedule based on their due date. So when she was three weeks old, her ability to take in sleep cues and sleep training was that of a one week old. So we had we had a little bit of time then an extra three weeks compared to most families. So I'd say right about 12 to 15 weeks is when we started noticing a really great improvement. And it was just altogether different than what happened with our first one. And I literally recommend it to every single person that I know that is about to have kids. Number seven is to focus on fundamental needs only. I say this as a major tip because there will be so many things in your life that you want to get done, that you want to accomplish, and the only thing that you really need to be focused on are your fundamental needs. If you don't know what your fundamental needs are, there are so many different podcast episodes that you can go back and listen to to help you understand it. If you want support from me and from Uh, my student success coach inside of Systemize Your Life, then you can hop in as a VIP member anytime and we can support you in that. We also have a DIY Systemize Your Life where you can get access to the entire curriculum. Everything that I teach is there and it is so incredible. You can guide yourself through it and have amazing success if you're not looking for the extra support or the community or the coaching, this is a great option for you to get these systems and my home management system in your life at a reduced price. You can always check that out at chelseajoe.co backslash S-Y-L and feel free to pop us a message if you ever have any questions. Number eight is to establish tidy cues. This is the holy grail of like being able to keep up with housework if you have an infant or not. But I know that whenever you have that little, little, little one, it's so unpredictable. I mean, when they're super little, they just sleep all the time. (laughs) Well, for some of us, my first one slept really well on me, refused to sleep anywhere, but on me, anywhere, but on me. And I couldn't sleep with the baby on me. So it was just nightmarish. And then the second one would scream bloody murder every day from 4 p.m. on. It was lovely. There was a lot. And then we just figured out that she was insanely tired and I wasn't getting her to sleep enough. And I cleaned up my diet a little bit and that helped too. But through that process, what I learned is my house was not being taken care of. And as soon as I would get it, oh yeah, we got a solid nap in. And for some crazy reason, I had some energy and I got the house put back in order. It was always falling to pieces. And I think that for most moms just continues indefinitely until their kids are forever grown or until they figure it out, until something changes. So I really quickly established tidy cues. So very specific points throughout my day where I had assigned really strategic things that needed to be picked up and put back so that the next thing that I did didn't compound that. And the next next time I had to come into the kitchen or the next time that we had to use the car or the next time I needed to get ready, it wasn't me trying to clean up the space and then be able to use it again. So those tidy cues, if you can establish them and communicate them to the other people in your house, your spouse and your kiddos, it will be unbelievably helpful. Number nine, (laughs) this one's my favorite. You want to know what my, these last two are so great. 
But number nine tip, the number nine tip to navigate newborn season so you can be super productive, keep up with your work, have great healing and bonding is to literally just take a shower. (laughs) I remember when I was not even close to having kids. I didn't start having kids until later on. So in my 20s, I had some friends that were having kids and they would talk about how hard it was to shower. And I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Just go take a stinking shower. (laughs) And then, and then you have kids and you realize every piece of judgment that you ever passed is actually coming back to bite you in the butt. (laughs) And no, you can't take a shower ever. And I will tell you that like that shower, man, if it's the only thing that you do to take care of yourself is to take a shower. I remember uh, when I was really new and had just kind of started this business and we had like this core group of women that I was coaching and I was working with and it was incredible. One of them had a baby and she had lots of kids, but like she was like, okay, it is my goal to just take a shower. Like that's the thing. And that's the communication. Hubs is going to take the baby and have all the kids all hands on deck. And I'm going to get a solid 30 minutes with zero interruption. And I'm going to take a shower. And I was like, yes, that's it. And I remember it just being like this, this moment of like triumph for every woman that was on that call. <laughs> it's just like, yes, take that shower. So make sure you're prioritizing just simple hygiene because if you've ever gone camping, obviously, if you have kids, you know what this is. But like, it reminds me of when you go camping and you haven't showered in days and you come home, that first shower feels like, like the first shower you've ever had in your life. It's amazing. Number 10, last but not least, overlooked and probably super cliche, but I had to do it is to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask for help all the time you have to ask for help. And unfortunately, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, we've really lost our villages. And, you know, I don't know if you have helpful women in your life that can support you. Hopefully your husband is unbelievably supportive. But what I know to be true is that women really do understand this season of life. And it's so great to be able to lean on them. And you may or may not have that right now. But whatever it is that you need, make sure that you are asking for help. Even if it's as simple as the boppy pillow that you need to nurse with is on the other couch and you just got situated and you've already asked for 45 things that day, ask again. Just keep asking for help. It's the only way that you're going to get through this season in a way that leaves you feeling like you truly are healing from the inside out, from the outside in, and that you're able to stay closely connected with your baby while being productive and being able to work at the same time. All right. I hope you enjoyed all 10 of these tips and a little walk down memory lane with me as I digested some of my favorite tips and systems that I had in place whenever I was a brand new mom. Thanks for meeting me here. And I look forward to having you back real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. 
All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.